time for Healthy Talk Radio. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Now, the woman who's changing the face of health care each and every day. That's the fact, Jack! Here's Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, she is a real opinion leader, whether it's the books she promotes or her own medical condition. Oprah Winfrey now going public about her thyroid condition. Apparently it was hypo, out of balance thyroid, uh, first hyper, then hypo. Uh, she gained 20 pounds. She said she uh, all she needed to was to balance her thyroid health. He's a well-known heart doctor, research scientist, educator, and author. He was recently invited, along with a team of natural medicine researchers, to the very prestigious Munich University Conference on Vascular Health. Dr. Matthew Budoff joins us today to talk about the presentation, all about what aged garlic had to offer calcified plaques presented at the prestigious Munich Symposium on Vascular Health. You'll learn more about garlic and your heart health. We invite your questions for Dr. Matthew Budoff joining us today on Healthy Talk Radio. Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Well, it may be one of the many reasons why we think of this particular nutrient when it comes to preventing economy class syndrome, deep vein thrombosis, uh, high blood pressure, um, some of the signs and symptoms of menopause, even improving the health of our capillaries, our very small blood vessels. New research coming out of Japan, taking a look at every day for two weeks, young healthy men took either 100 milligrams a day of pycnogenol, that's the antioxidant plant extract from the bark of the French maritime pine, or a placebo. The, um, the goal of the study was to identify pycnogenol's potential effect on the release of nitric oxide, which is a very important chemical integral to the health of the blood vessel, um, and nitric oxide production leads to an increase in blood flow and an increase in oxygen supply to the muscle. That's uh, what's all about behind increasing blood flow to serve to deliver more nutrients as well as more oxygen to the muscles. And what they found was pretty amazing. After two weeks of supplementation with pycnogenol, keep in mind, wasn't a lot, 100 milligrams of uh, pycnogenol a day, revealed an increase in blood flow by 42%. The control group that got the placebo had no increase in blood flow, leading uh, the conclusion to this now uh, uh, published research that pe- uh, pycnogenol can boost nitric oxide production. And for anybody who is at risk of heart health problems, Nitric oxide is a very important factor. In fact, if you want to read more about nitric oxide, Dr. Thomas uh, uh, Cook's book, uh, Stanford University, The Heart Cure, 
has a lot of great information about that overall phenomenon behind uh, Dr. Louis Ignaro, uh, the Nobel Prize laureate, who won the Nobel Prize for his revelation about nitric oxide production relating to blood flow and blood circulation. It's akin to uh, uh, arginine. But what they found is that pycnogenol has an effect on the release of nitric oxide, which actually inhibits arginine. So it's one of those important nutritional factors. Wow. Certainly worth considering. Nitric uh, oxide production boosted by the consumption of the pine bark extract pycnogenol. What's well, very interesting review thanks to Australian researchers about supplements of good bacteria and children's eczema. Eczema has long been linked to uh, food sensitivities. There's at least one British study indicating that the use of probiotics can reduce the incidence of eczema in two-year-olds by up to 85%. They took a look at eight studies in this meta-analysis, thanks to Australian researchers, and concluded that supplements of both prebiotics and probiotics, prebiotics, of course, are important to deliver to your body the, the substrate, for these good bacteria to establish themselves and, and maintain their numbers in, in sufficient levels to have an 85% good, 15% bad balance of bacteria in your gut, quote, may prevent eczema and other allergic diseases and food reactions in infants who might be susceptible. Two new published studies, uh, thanks to the Cochrane Database of Systemic Review, indicating that probiotics might help prevent eczema in infants and that the benefits of probiotics last up to four years of age. Very significant because we find often early on, well, what happens? Well, the American Academy of Pediatric has told us that 95% of children by the time the age of five in this country will have had an ear infection treated by an antibiotic. So we expose our children to antibiotics early in life, upset that balance, because antibiotics not only uh, uh, attack bad, but as well good bacteria. So the take-home message is maintaining this balance of good bacteria, probiotics. We find it in fermented foods like active culture yogurt and sauerkraut or probiotic supplementation shows promise against childhood eczema. This is an interesting bit of research coming out of the Southern Arizona VA Healthcare System in Tucson and a great treatise in how the dots connect. We have a all too often diagnosed disease of GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease in this country. Lots of people who suffer from hiatal hernia or uh, um, acid reflux or trouble sleeping because uh, their gastric contents seem to back up into their esophagus, uh, preventing them from sleeping or even uh, uh, resulting in, in hoarseness or sore throat. And what they found in this uh, published study is that 75% of people with chronic acid reflux, all diagnosed to have GERD, suffered nighttime symptoms such as coughing, snoring, and chest pain. 
sleep-disturbing symptoms. So, with 43 million prescriptions written for sleeping medications in this country, you have to ask yourself the question, how many cases of poor sleep are related to GERD? The conclusion was that it is indeed a vicious cycle. GERD leads to poor sleep. Poor sleep also affects GERD because it's been shown to lead to people to eat more. They took a look at people with GERD, found out that 74% of them have at least one symptom of having problems with getting adequate sleep, which, of course, ages us as well. Coughing and snoring, all too common among individuals who have gastroesophageal reflux disease. What's a shocking report out uh, today in England, tackling obesity's future choices. A two-year study indicating that by mid-century, more than half the population of Great Britain will be extremely overweight, obese, giving rise to a very interesting approach when it comes to obesity. That is personalized nutrition. In Great Britain, the National Health Service has much more of a cost-effective approach to health care. And the European Nutrigenomics Organization indicates that nutrigenomics, the fact that we now know that wise nutritional choices is very important in terms of genetic expression and with um, fat tissue, adipocytes, actually being little hormone uh, producing cells, little organs of inflammatory chemicals, how can we affect inflammation by making wiser lifestyle choices? Just amazing to think that in a very short period of time, we see the consequences of... Uh, a Western-style meat-sweet diet leading to more than half the population of one of the great industrialized countries in the, in the world extremely overweight, and it's certainly not any different in this country. We're going to return to talk with a noted cardiologist, research scientist, educator, and author just back from the Munich Symposium on Vascular Health with some important information about some... Uh, Studies on aged garlic and heart health. Dr. Matthew Budoff joining us today. We invite you to join us at 800-307-3002 right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio, where we're changing health care one idea at a time. Delighted and honored to have a well-known um, heart doctor, cardiovascular uh, 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 physician as well as research scientist, educator, and author join us today to talk about some of the uh, the update uh, given his extensive credentials in medical research relating to the health of our heart. In fact, uh, he was part of a, a very Tony panel invited to a prestigious symposium, uh, the Munich Symposium on Vascular Health, who uh, joins us today to talk about some of that exciting research and his overall research approach when it comes to the health of our heart. He's Dr. Matthew Budoff, who joins us today. Dr. Budoff, hello and welcome. Oh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, tell us about um, uh, what encompassed this Munich Symposium and just how extraordinary it was um, uh, that you were part of this, this uh, presenting panel 
uh, in terms of, of the presentation that was given at this Munich conference, Dr. Budoff? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, this is a, a, a three-country uh, a conference of, um, of cardiologists, um, mostly um, large conference, uh, and, um, and it's purely, uh, you know, with the traditional medical conferences where they usually only present data on, on you know, statins and and uh, other other uh, interventions, and and not including the nutraceuticals. So this is the first time um, that they've included a. a a trial with uh, with a nutraceutical in their in their medical conference. And you're a, a part of the program, and there were, were several parts to to the program. If you outline them, uh, you know, focused on aged garlic extract, actually inhibiting the progression of coronary around the heart calcifications in patients with coronary heart disease already treated with statins. But this work goes back uh, many years before this Munich symposium. Uh, give us an overview of, of this research, Dr. Budoff, please. Yeah, so we've been um, looking at coronary uh, heart disease and trying to find better ways of slowing it down or even reversing it. And the statins help. I mean, cholesterol therapy definitely helps slow down the process, but what we found is is that it still kept building up. So the cholesterol pills would slow the process but not stop the process. So we wanted to actually, you know, get it to, to stop or even reverse. So we... We looked into some different therapies a few years ago and came across uh, garlic and aged garlic extract as a as a means to to reduce the the cholesterol, lower the blood pressure, improve the vascular health. And we thought adding that to the cholesterol medicine may have an additive benefit. So we did a small trial a couple of years ago in 24 patients and got a favorable response. So we decided to do another larger trial. Uh, this time in, in um, over 60 patients to see if we would have the same benefit. And we found even a slightly better benefit uh, the second time in the larger trial. Now, you know, that's truly, truly amazing from any number of, of aspects, Dr. Vudoff. And, of course, the first being is, as you already inca- indicated, that many of these large symposiums on heart health often focus on prescriptions and procedures. How did you come to, because uh, I understand uh, you, uh, understandably, were, were skeptical but before the first study? Uh, yes. Um, I I mean, just as uh, our, you know, our traditional medical uh, training doesn't doesn't include much on 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 the nutraceuticals or garlic or other therapies. So, so I really didn't have much experience, and sure. I you know I was introduced to this actually by a by a blood doctor, a hematologist who was using this um, in his uh, some of his cancer patients, and I um, and he turned you know he showed me some of the literature and there's actually quite a quite a big literature on this there's about a hundred published articles on aged garlic extract so while most of the nutraceuticals don't have you know kind of well published science behind them and not that you need that in every case but it's nice to to have that additional benefit this drug had quite a bit of extensive research already done so we use that preliminary data to then build on and try to show a new effect and this ability to inhibit calcification help us to understand because I think all of uh, the healthcare consumers out there listening to you, Dr. Budoff, you know, understand the term of blockage and, and plaque, and probably even heard the term hardening of the arteries. But in terms of you know where our knowledge is right now in heart health, help us to put that in perspective, please. Yeah. So um, what one of the er- 
when the when the arteries start to get disease in them, when the arteries around the heart that bring blood to our heart, the coronary arteries start to get disease and atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries, the very first step is is uh, soft plaque or or fats get into the wall. But the next step is that 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 mixes with calcium and starts to get bigger and bigger and starts to block off the artery. So the CT scanner that we use is very sensitive to looking for this calcification buildup. It's not calcium that you ingest. This is calcified plaque. Um, But the calcification that gets into the walls is just like bone. And that's why the, you know, the people who in the early, you know, hundreds and thousands, you know, the first centuries of medicine called it hardening of the arteries because the arteries got like bones. Sure. They got built up with this calcification and they got as hard as bones and then people would have heart attacks. So hardening of the arteries is this calcification process and we can now detect it at a very early stage and now we're finding ways like with aged garlic extract to treat it and to stop it from building up. And because, as you eloquently explained to us, Dr. Budoff, you know, the, the whole process of heart disease is multifactorial. Do we see, uh, uh, for example, aged garlic extract work from a variety of modalities when it comes to overall heart health uh, protection? Um, yeah, no, I mean, we definitely, uh, um, there's a, a lot of mechanisms for, for heart protection, um, um, and as we see the plaque stop building up, we know that the people are at lower risk for future events, that, that if we could stop this process, they won't go on and build up plaques that develop into blockages that need angioplasty or stents or bypass surgery. So stopping the pl- plaque is great. If we could reverse it, get rid of it completely, that would be even better, but at least now we know we can stop it from getting any worse, so we kind of stop it in its tracks. So if we take a look at, at you know, other aspects of heart health, including um, inflammation, um, including um, uh, the, the platelet aggregation of factors, so do we find any evidence to suggest that you know, some of these uh, natural agents like aged garlic extract can be of benefit as well, Dr. Budoff? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely what we call multifactorial. It works on multiple levels. So it's not just a... Um, it's not just working at a level of calcifer, you know, preventing the calcium sure. or lowering the cholesterol. It did lower the cholesterol. It raised the good cholesterol, but it also did those things that you mentioned. It, it lowered the inflammation. We know that inflammation now is linked to heart disease, that as the infl- inflammation the, kind of stirs the pot, you get, you get all of these factors that kind of cause more plaque buildup, and inflammation goes down, and the platelets actually get less sticky. So you have a little bit of better platelet function. The platelets are what plugs up the arteries when we get cut or bleed, and they tend to cause problems when we get blockages in the arteries as well. Now, you know, most heart patients, uh, you know, do need to, uh, you know, to take some sort of medication approach uh, that that might be related to their blood pressure to uh, to their cholesterol level. Can they use uh, for example, aged garlic extract? Is there anything clinically of which to uh, to be aware in terms of contraindications with heart patients uh, who may already be taking medications start to boot off? Yeah, yeah, we were, we were very worried about the blood thinning effects because garlic can thin out the blood a little bit and a lot of people are already on blood thinners. Um, my colleague who introduced me to this actually did research with Coumadin and found that it's safe to give with Coumadin if necessary. Um, 
um, and obviously that's something you should discuss with your doctor. We looked at aspirin, which is much more commonly prescribed, right. and um, there was absolutely no safety concerns with aspirin. There was no increased bleeding, no problems with tolerating the medication. So we've now studied in randomized trials just here well over 100 patients on aspirin, and nobody's had a, a problem with it. We obviously would like to extend that to a much larger population, but but um, it, it appears to be, and I use it every day in patients on aspirin. Excellent. Well, we've got a lot more questions for a very special guest who joins us today. He's a noted educator research scientist in the field of heart health. Dr. Matthew Budoff joining us today. He is one of a, a cadre of Tony presenters at the Munich Symposium on Vascular Health, here to tell us about aged garlic extract and more for the health of your heart. You've discovered TalkZone.com. I thank you. America has spoken from the bottom of my heart. The best in Internet talk radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may be eye-opening, controversial, and disturbing to some, but it is all well-documented and presented by credentialed guests as well as our knowledgeable host. It may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Dr. Matthew Budoff joining us today. He is a well-known uh, research professor in the field of heart health as uh, well as research scientist uh, joining us today to talk about some of the latest research. In fact, uh, he was part of a team uh, that presented at the Munich Symposium on Vascular Health, his particular presentation focusing on aged garlic extract inhibiting the progression of coronary calcification. We're talking about blockage in the the arteries around the heart in patients with coronary heart disease already treated with statins. Our lines are open, inviting you to join us. Your questions for Dr. Budoff at 1-800-307-3002. And you mentioned you know, CT scans. Because you have uh, not only uh, much clinical uh, expertise uh, but research in the field of CT scans, Help us to understand, uh, uh, you know, what these newer CT scans of the heart are telling us in terms of assessing uh, our risk of heart disease, Dr. Budoff. Yeah, the um, you know the the CT scans are uh, were met with a little bit of resistance, the body scans of the of the 90s, um, but. But we now come to recognize that knowing how much plaque is in the heart is probably the best way of identifying your risk. So you, you know in advance that you have some plaque building up years before it will show up on a treadmill test or a nuclear test or maybe even an angiogram. And we can be proactive about that. We can use more better lifestyle changes, diet. There are a number of, of both nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals that we could use to to improve our, our cardiovascular health and never let it build up to the point of needing a stent, a bypass graft, or, or, uh, or having a heart attack. The whole problem in cardiology has been we've been looking, doing treadmills, waiting for advanced blockages to show up, and then treating it. And by then, it's really hard to reverse the problem, the process. And part of that uh, that process was also deciding you know, how to balance risk to benefit ratio when it came to even diagnostic tests. Um, and uh, you know, this ultrafast CT scan of the heart. Um, you know, th- I understand this is a non-invasive way to take a look at it. Yeah, the um, you know the uh, two different tests. One is called the heart scan, which uh-huh. is a very simple test that just looks for plaque. And then there's the non-invasive angiogram, which is a little more. Um, uh, uh, 
complicated, only that it requires a, a small IV, but it's completely non-invasive, and you go home in about 30 minutes with a Band-Aid and a bottle of water, and I think it's going to largely replace the, the angiogram in the hospital, the cath lab. Um, the images are getting better and better. We can judge if there's any blockages and how severe the blockages are, and then make a decision about whether you need to go on and get a stent or whether we can just use you know, medicines and lifestyle changes um, in, in lieu of that. Hmm, intriguing, intriguing. Now, in terms of, you know, what what it is telling us, for example, around the heart and, and help us to understand, you know, what that blockage might mean in terms of, for example, uh, a patient is referred to you who's suffering from uh, from pains, chest pains around the heart. Right. So, I mean, you know, very commonly we'll, we'll get a patient who's having some pain. We can't quite tell. Is it coming from the coronary arteries or is it coming from the lungs or from the chest wall or from the esophagus, what we call heartburn? Um, so we, we do a test like this and we do a non-invasive angiogram and, um, you know, well over 70% of the time we find the arteries are all clear and we know it's not the heart and now we can focus on, on the other potential causes of pain. Um, you know, sometimes we do find plaque, and depending on how much we find, some of those patients need to be on medicines, and some of those patients do need to ultimately, you know, get considered for for a stent or another procedure. So the the difference between the the two procedures and why one would be uh, used over another um, is is that something the, um, the, the you know that that is you know decided in conjunction you know with with the patients referring a physician um, help us to understand because yeah, it obviously you know, sounds I mean, like. Absolutely. When a doctor sees the, you know, a patient, it, there's a lot of factors that go into deciding what the next best test may be for right, them. And, right. You know, sometimes it's what the doctor's most familiar with, which probably isn't the best uh, reason, but that's often, you know, a decision, part of the decision tree. But, uh, um, you know, a patient comes in, you know, we can go through different scenarios, but, for example, a, a younger patient comes in, with chest pain, it's less likely to be from the heart and more likely to be from other things because younger patients, you know, not not that they can have heart disease, but it's a little less common. So we would probably do a test like the CT scan to kind of prove that their arteries are all clear and they don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. You know, an older patient comes in, more likely to have heart disease, maybe a diabetic or somebody with, a, you know, a bad family history, we might choose to do a, a stress test or a, or a nuclear test to really take a look at, at how the our heart's performing under stress. So, so I think it depends a lot on the doctor and a lot on the patient. Although it sounds like that this latest permutation, the, you know, the actual uh, uh, angiogram CT, uh, offers many benefits uh, in terms of actually being able to take a look at at you know vascular not, not what is it called the, you know the the blockage factors, uh, Doctor Budoff. Right. Yeah. And, and absolutely. And I think it's really going to get to the you know truly the heart of the matter. It's going to show us the early plaque, and it's going to show us the advanced plaque at the same time. So when we get a treadmill, for example, and you're told it's all clear, all they're telling you is you don't need a, a bypass surgery today. You might have a lot of little blockages starting in your heart that you don't know about because the treadmill can't see those little blockages. It's very insensitive to minor blockages, whereas the CT scan is very sensitive. So when you get a CT scan, you get not only is there major blockages that may need something urgent, but are there minor blockages that long-term lifestyle changes can really help with. So I think it offers us two answers. 
is there early plaque building up and is there advanced disease as compared to the treadmill or the nuclear test, which only offers an advanced answer, is there, you know, do you need a stent or bypass surgery today? And, you know, the fact that, you know, along the way, some of these uh, more natural, the science-based approaches in, in terms of, uh, you know, dealing with inflammation and platelet aggregation and actually, you know, aggressing coronary blockage, that this can be part uh, of of an approach that includes, uh, you know, both conventional therapies as well as uh, science-based nutritional therapies, Dr. Budoff. Absolutely, and I, I'm a, I've become a big believer um, um, in, uh, in, in, you know, some of the, many of the nutraceuticals by, right. by reading more, by looking more, and by doing some of the studies, and, and I think that they offer a huge benefit, and, and while, you know, I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm frustrated by the lack of information, I, I would encourage you know, people to, to seek out more information before they go on some of these medicines and, and make sure that people communicate with their doctors. Not all doctors are going to poo-poo the idea that you're taking, you know, I have a lot of patients taking a lot of different nutraceuticals and, and I, I just need to know about them because some of them do interact with the other medications and, and it's good to, to communicate that with your doctor when they ask you what, what medicines you're on to include your, your vitamin list with that. And, and speaking of, of using multiple nutraceuticals, I understand uh, you know in the study it was a combination of aged garlic extract plus some other nutrients that was used, uh, Dr. Budoff. Yes, yes. So um, we used um, we used the formula um, um, that was called the 108 formula. Uh, the 108 formula has um, not only aged garlic extract in it, but it's supposed to be a homocysteine. Or it's made to be a homocysteine lowering formula. The homocysteine is one of those proteins that help build up plaque in the body. So we thought by lowering, using the garlic to lower the inflammation and the platelets and the cholesterol, coupling that with this homocysteine formula that has L-arginine in it, that has B vitamins in it, and has folic acid in it, that we would get kind of dual benefits and maybe see even more dramatic improvements um, in the heart. And it actually worked when when the first study we did was using the straight kaolic, the just garlic by itself. Um, we saw a uh, about a sixty percent reduction in plaque. When we looked at the at the new study um, with uh, both aged garlic extract as well as this L-arginine and and uh, B vitamins and folic acid, we actually saw an eighty percent reduction in plaque. So so it actually was more effective um, um, in the formulation that we used. That is terrific. Now you, you you've talked about you know how this has been a you know a process of research. What are the the you know potential areas of further research from here, Doctor Budoff? Yeah. So you know I, I think now the the next uh, the next step is going to be um, um, looking at a, trying to look at a very large population um, to try to prove that we're actually reducing heart attacks and strokes and need for angioplasty. With these therapies, I think you know while while we don't need every level of evidence for everything we do, it would be nice to have a study that really showed that garlic overtly improves outcomes. That that you know if we use aged garlic extract, we have less heart attacks. I think my my data and all of the data on cholesterol lowering support that, but um, it would be nice to actually show it in a in a true study. So we're going to the National Institutes of Health now and trying to get a study funded to actually do a large trial that can actually look at some of these outcome variables. 
Very good, very good. And, of course, it also gives rise to a discussion that we've seen in the conventional literature, and I'd welcome your input here, Dr. Budoff, and that is the unfolding evidence that why statin drugs do lower cholesterol it appears that you know some of their benefits are at least due to the you know, to their effect on uh, effect on inflammation. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, you know there's a, definitely an interplay between inflammation and heart disease, and inflammation and cancer, and um, you know we're still learning about this, but but um, these inflammatory markers, the the body getting kind of when we talk about inflamed, uh, think of arthritis or right. cancer, where there's cells that are kind of actively churning and actively um, uh, diseased, and, and they give off other factors that affect other cells around them. So, so you have arthritis, and that arthritis can then stimulate plaque buildup in the coronaries because right. the factors that are circulating kind of stir the pot and, and aggravate the cells in the heart. There's even been a link between dental problems and heart disease, gingivitis, uh, kind of a chronic inflammation of the gums, right. and, and heart disease, based probably also on inflammation. And additionally, I'd welcome your insight about some of the unfolding evidence uh, that appears that uh, you know, keeping that HDL level high is is something you know uh, that we should not lose sight of and of course you know part of this study uh, indicated that this aged garlic extract uh, you know the whole combination uh, approach the the formula 108 approach did have a significant positive uh, uh, effect on hdl cholesterol dr budoff yes yeah, so the um the um hdl is uh, the good cholesterol the the, the high density cholesterol and clearly raising that um is going to impact um, um, in a positive way our, our, our health and one of the best ways to do that is plain old exercise but obviously you know we either have a limit of exercise or we're time limited and don't do enough exercise and other ways of, of raising that um, uh, you know more naturally um, would include things like garlic had a positive effect on, on HDL um, alcohol actually has a positive effect on HDL and raises it and even the hormone therapies um, and some of the natural hormone products actually raise the good cholesterol. So, so there's a lot of potential to get that good cholesterol up. The, simply the good cholesterol are like the garbage trucks. They go around the body picking up all the plaque and bringing it back for disposal. So the more garbage trucks you have working, sure. the less garbage you have left around in the arteries. That's great. That's great. And it also uh, puts a comment at last year's uh, World Symposium on uh, uh, on cardiovascular health, the uh, the World Car- uh, Cardiology uh, Symposium that was held in Barcelona, the you know the Canadian uh, comments about heart disease being lifestyle um, relating to not only inflammatory far- uh, factors, uh, you know, exercise as well in terms of uh, diet, exercise, um, you know, all of these factors, including you know how those lifestyle factors can actually affect genetic. Um, you know, predispositions to heart disease makes it more of a, you know, here is, is somebody who's at risk of heart disease. It's, a, it's an opportunity to look at the patient as a whole, Dr. Budoff. Right. No, absolutely. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, it's so interrelated when you're tar- trying to put it all the pieces together. And that's why you really it's, it's work on the, on the patient's side. It's work on the doctor's side to really look at the whole picture and not take any one piece of it and say, oh, I'm healthy because of this one factor. 
you know, I, I see a lot of patients fall into the trap of, oh, my cholesterol is normal. I can't right. have heart disease. Right. Well, cholesterol is a risk factor for heart disease, but it's one of a dozen. It's one of 20. So just because your cholesterol is normal, that's a good sign. But other things can cause problems. If your total cholesterol is low, your HDL cholesterol, your good cholesterol may also be low, and that's not so good. Less of those garbage trucks running around. So, you know, everything is interrelated, and we really have to kind of look at the big picture to make sure that we're, 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 we understand our total risk of our, of our, of our future events. Heart disease claims half of all Americans. It, it's 10 to 1 over breast cancer. It's 2 to 1 over all cancers combined for both men and women. So we really have to focus on what's going to potentially harm us and how we can keep ourselves healthy. Hold that thought. We'll be back with Dr. Moore, more of Dr. Matthew Budoff talking about some of the latest uh, uh, research on heart health on Healthy Talk Radio. Twice the fiber and half the fat of regular talk shows. Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray. Special guest joining us today is a noted educator, research scientist, uh, author, Dr. Matthew Budoff. We're talking about... Um, Uh, a recent symposium uh, held in Munich focusing on vascular health. Uh, He was one of a cadre of a very small number of invited uh, presenters who were talking about science-based nutrient approaches to the health of our heart. We were talking with Dr. Matthew Budoff about his research on aged garlic extract, the uh, Kyolic 108 formula, inhibiting the progression of coronary calcifications in patients with coronary heart disease already treated with statin drugs. And with the unfolding evidence, uh, Dr. Budoff, that we need to be concerned right now about future generations, perhaps uh, even in their teen years, about heart health. Is it ever too early to start taking a look at lifestyle factors, and including our, our teens' nutrient intake as it relates to the health of their heart? Yeah, no, I don't think we can we can be too early. I think that uh, you know the problem is growing now. You know, for a sad fact is that our children are predicted to be the first generation to have a worse life expectancy than their parents in the history of 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 humans. This is the first time we're going to take a step backwards, and a lot of that is because the children are getting heavier. There's going to be predicted to be more diabetes among that group, and they're going to live. They're not going to live as long as our generation. So I think that it's really important to start young, to uh, educate our children and, uh, you know, and, and in our younger years to, to start thinking about this because most of the problems can be avoided with a healthy lifestyle if we start early enough and we never need to get to the more advanced medicines or even the more advanced testing. And, and empowering information to think that you know, some of these uh, these research studies, uh, thanks to your work and, and others, indicates that actually we have the ability to improve heart health, to actually regress plaque. That's empowering information, Dr. Budoff. No, absolutely, absolutely, and still not a not a um, you know a, a reason to wait um, now that we can reverse it, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. I think we can, we can, for the first time in a long time now, uh, really, you know, make headway here if people are afflicted with heart disease, if they did find the disease at a later stage and, and, and actually make a, a very positive, uh, uh, progress in, in reversing the, the process. Well, we trust that NIH will come through and you'll uh, be back with us to tell us more about the, lar- the next large study, Dr. Budoff. I would love to. Thank you so much. Great information. Thank you. 
Dr. Matthew Budoff joining us today talking about this uh, just really amazing symposium, the Munich Symposium, uh, just held last month, the focus of three countries, as Dr. Budoff indicated, focusing on, on vascular health. And he was uh, a part of a very small team of noted research scientists, invited research scientists to take a look at uh, natural approaches, science-based natural approaches to heart health, uh, focusing on this aged garlic extract, the Kyolic 108, actually regressing plaque. If you want more information, kyolic.com, uh, 1-800. Uh, you can find their uh, phone number at their website. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you to live long, stay healthy. 